Welcome back to another episode of We Ain't Done Yet. I hope wherever you guys are at listening to this episode that you are comfortable, that you're giving yourself permission to listen with open ears, um, that you allow yourself the time to really embody what we're going to talk about today. You know, you guys, the holiday season's upon us, it's been upon us, and it could take a lot out of us, right? Um, So I hope that you guys are just prioritizing self-care, that you're being intentional, and that you are just allowing yourself grace, and you're showing yourself grace, and all that good stuff. So remember, remember that you're not alone. I'm walking right here alongside of you. So as I was reflecting back on uh, this year, um, a lot has been happening, but that's for another episode. So I want to kind of just hone in to the micro aspect of this month. So like I said, the holidays are upon us. The topic of discussion, I hope, resonates with you, that you apply it to yourself. And if you don't, you'll have some knowledge and some talking points uh, to discuss or conversate with friends, family, coworkers, whoever it may be. But that um, I hope this episode sparks a conversation, if not within yourself, with others. So the topic that we're going to talk about today is honoring your boundaries during the holiday season. Ooh, you know it's going to be deep. <laughs> you know it's going to be deep. So whatever you got to do, ah, it's a lot of wusa. Um, a lot of big, deep breaths. A lot of, you know, like I said, giving yourself grace, showing yourself grace. So... Honoring your boundaries during the holiday season. You know, although we should be honoring and making honoring our boundaries a priority by enforcing them throughout the year, like the entire year, right? We should be just honoring those boundaries. But it's just may not work that way for some people, right? And that's okay, right? So see, most of the year we can avoid like stressful interactions with those who trigger or test our boundaries. You know, like for instance, we could decline events like, no, I'm good. I'm busy. Uh, We can decline those events, gatherings, or like prioritize other things above meeting with certain people that we have like intentionally set boundaries with. But the holiday season can be particularly challenging for some of us in regards to those boundaries. There are many, many (laughs) social constructed holidays, right? Such as like Valentine's Day, 4th of July. But the most socially constructed family oriented holidays are Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Eve. 
and they come like a tidal wave. Would you agree? Like boom, 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 and boom, and they just don't stop. And when I talk about like tidal wave or like an analogy of that sense, like I'm talking about feelings, emotions, um, not just the, you know, physical and all that stuff. Like it's just an overwhelming, sometimes it could be overstimulating for some people, um, that it just becomes overwhelming in those aspects. So, you know, going back to saying, enforcing those boundaries throughout the year, like, yeah, we can do that. But when it's focused on holidays that are more family oriented, the last like two months of the year, like we can, we can't really avoid them or we can, it just depends, you know, your culture. If, you know, certain different holidays that I mentioned don't pertain to you, but others in your culture do like, let's just think about those family oriented holidays um, that bring everybody together that you've kind of been just knowing and honoring your boundaries throughout the year. Thanksgiving, we'll start there. You know, Thanksgiving is a time where we give thanks to everything that we are grateful for. Usually it's a company and depending on your culture and your traditions, foods such as like turkey, ham, bread, sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie, all the fixings, you celebrate your own way with your own traditional foods, sitting around a table or wherever you may be and enjoying those things and reflecting on how grateful you are for those, those things. I remember being part of a celebration and the host, you know, had their guests share one thing that they were grateful for. So they, they went around the table and each person had an opportunity to um, share what they were grateful for, which I really liked that because it sets the tone and it brings things into perspective and it helps you think and dig deep down, hopefully to be honest and transparent, um, as best as you can to share those things. Um, and then four weeks later or so <laughs> you have all the festivities of Christmas, right? So we bake, make traditional foods for me and my family. It's like tamales, um, and so much more, you may celebrate on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I grew up celebrating uh, Christmas Eve. You know, we would wake up early in the morning and go over to my grandmother's house and make tamales, right? Um, and then we'd go home to our, you know, go home to our respective homes and do the things we needed to do at home. And then everybody would get ready, you know, dress to the tea. And go back to my grandmother's house and we would have like this huge potluck of foods, you know, all the families as we grew, brought food on top of food, enjoy the tamales. My grandfather would bring out his guitar and sing like, you know, coritos and he'd tell us the Christmas story and he'd give little like Christmas um, bags out um, and we would all just enjoy family. Um, but when the matriarch of our family, which was my grandmother, passed away, that changed. Uh, I now celebrate on Christmas Christmas Day um, with my siblings and my mom. And we partake in 
exchanging of the gifts, uh, games, food, and so much more. It can even involve like some sort of religious practice that and helps us remember um, the real reason we celebrate, you know, the holiday season. So we have all those things, right? You have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas about four weeks later. And, you know, I've left out like shopping and baking and, you know, going to different festivities with coworkers, friends and all these things that we have to do. And then you have life on top of that, like real normal life. <laughs> and that can be a compound of stress as well. Then seven days later, you have New Year's Eve, okay? Like, who doesn't like New Year's Eve? Whether you celebrate uh, out and about, ringing in the New Year, or staying home cozy where you feel safe, whatever you may be or wherever you may be, is the evening when we gather with family and friends to ring in another year of the unknown, right? We don't know what's gonna happen the next day when we wake up, God willing, we do. But we don't know. So we ring in another year, appreciate everybody and and, um, chiming into the new unknown year. Of course, we eat, drink, sing, play games, be all festive and merry. A celebration to close out the year of laughs, cries, lots of lots of cries, accomplishments, losses and gains. And although we hope that these events are joyful and fun, they bring us stress, anxiety, and anxiousness to show up, right? To um, show up, to be present, to be magical, to be spiritual, to be religious, to be all these things, it forces us to do that. I don't know why. You know, it just does. Have you ever heard of the saying, those that are closest to us hurt us the most? I know you've heard it. Well, if you haven't heard it, you hear here first. Yeah, I can't take credit for the saying, but it holds so much truth. I'm not sure why this happens. You know, I don't know why it happens. I don't know why the people that are closest to us hurt us the most. It's like this question that I feel is always going to be asked and searched for an answer. (laughs) Family dynamics, like studying of the like family unit and all these things. Like it's going to be pondered about all the time. Can it be that they feel that they have the right to hurt us because they're our family? Is it behavior that it's a response to their own trauma, their own life? Is it that they feel safe enough to share who they really are? And sometimes, unfortunately, that looks ugly at the expense of us. Is it because they just are who they are? It is what it is. Like, I'm not sure. It can be like a multitude of reasons that we will be searching for forever. But one thing I know is that it's not about us. It's about them. They are the ones that have to seek their own healing so they can treat people better. So when they're in spaces with people that they love and care about, which they do, that they can 
reflect back before saying something. They need to seek their own healing. Another thing I know is that we have control of how people treat and respect us. That is the only thing out of all of this that I know to be true, that it is the only thing that we can control is how much access we give them. You know, honoring our boundaries during the holiday season is so important for our self-care, honoring our boundaries during the holiday season is an act of self-love. It's an act of self-care. I'm going to say that again. Honoring our boundaries during the holiday season is an act of self-love. It is an act of self-care. But you need to have self-awareness so that you can understand what your boundaries are. So what are some boundaries? Well, they can be physical. Like, you know, that saying, you're in my bubble, like personal in my bubble. Like you don't like touchy touchy. You don't like huggers. You, No, no, no. That's not for me. That is physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, your thoughts, your feelings, um, how people speak to you and how maybe they you internally get hurt or they don't make you feel good or you get in a bad mood or you're angry. Those are all emotional triggers. You know, time is another important boundary. I have time boundaries, like late. Like if you're late, if you say you're going to be there, be there. Considering that your time is worth something and you're not going to let people like just run around and be like, I'll be there at eight and you're waiting on them and they don't get there till nine 30. Like, um, nah, dude, like honoring your time boundaries, verbal boundaries, how you allow people to speak to you, how we allow people to speak to us. Now you can't come at me sideways. You can't come at me with that tone. You can't come at me with all that hostility or, saying some innuendo stuff, like, nah, like you can't do that. Then you have spiritual boundaries, you know, religious boundaries. You value certain things and the things you find true. Work, work is a huge boundary. Today, people are working and working and working and working and working and they're giving and giving and giving their all and they're becoming burnt out. We're living like in a burnt out culture. You know, so protecting your knowledge, your limitations of what you can do, honoring those boundaries through the holiday season with family and friends. One way of doing that is honoring and protecting your limitations in the workspace. Our our work is taking and taking from us that we have nothing more to give to people that we love, people we care about, you know, so we're giving them like the bare minimum So let's think about that. And lastly, sexual boundaries, limitations and preferences regarding your sexuality, you know, um, sexual, you know, gender expression, you know, there's so many families and different family dynamics and different people within families and saying, Hey, like, 
I, this is something that's my boundary. Do not overstep that when it comes to sexuality, to gender expression, to those types of things. Each of us have boundaries. Some of those, we may have all of them. Some of them, though, some of them we may not all have, but they can be multiple areas that we have these boundaries and they can overlap with one another, right? These are as unique as we are. We're not all created the same. Therefore, we are all, we all have different boundaries that we have created because we've walked through life with these people. We know, we should know that it doesn't make us feel good. So we create them to protect ourselves from family and friends, right? Like people that we need to survive. Everybody needs social family, people we can count on, but not everybody is good for us. And that's even including our family and some friends. And that's okay. Remember, we hold that control. However, I don't want you to miss this. So listen up. Okay. Open your ears. Listen up. Our family are not mind readers. They don't know what we're thinking. They may not even get our social cues. They can just like be totally oblivious, like blinded. They don't read our social cues. Um, They don't read our body language. They're just like, whatever. (laughs) But again, they're not mind readers. Okay, so we can't really get mad at the fact that God didn't create them to be our mind readers. So we must communicate. We must communicate in a way that they can hear us. Okay. Communicate in a way that promotes dialogue and not confrontation. Okay. And I get it. Some people got to be met with the same energy Uh, you talk to me that way. I'm going to talk to you this way. Um, and okay, I get it. I'm not oblivious to that. I get it. Some people respond with you giving them back that same energy, (laughs) but the, the goal is to accomplish something important, something that's going to promote healing So communicate in a way that promotes that type of dialogue because we do love them. We do care for them. They are our family. So let's communicate effectively. (laughs) One, we must approach with love. Okay. We must approach the conversation with like, hey, bro. Hey, cuz. Hey, primo. Hey, prima. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Hey, bro, sis, whatever. I'm coming to you out of love, okay? Approach with kindness. You know, be aware of our own tone and our own nonverbal communication, you know? None of this, like, arms crossed, eye rolling, um, snapping of the fingers, arms all, you know, tight and tense, like we're coming to fight. Like, no, We have control of how we present ourselves and 
we need to be aware of certain things that we do as well. So approach with love, approach with kindness, even though we're angry or upset at the moment, take a moment, be aware of our tones and our nonverbal communication. So the goal is for us to get our point across. The goal is to not sever the relationship, but to maintain it, to restore it, to move forward, right? So what are some tips? So according to an article piece that was dropped by Rachel Zoffness, which is a page, she has a PhD on uh, psychology today. She does give us some tips, right? And what are they? So some tips are, according to Rachel, value yourself and your time, okay? We must understand that we are important, that we deserve to be respected, to be heard, to be loved, appreciated, We have to value ourselves so that we can expect others to value us as well. She also says, give yourself permission to do what's best for you. Okay. Being Hispanic and growing up Hispanic, we think of others. Okay. We think of how there's really no individuality that comes second. We got to do that on our own time. Family is important to us. Loyalty is important to us. But as we grow and we learn more and we value certain things, we start to realize like, what, what about me? What about my feelings? What about what's important to me? So yeah, giving yourself permission to what to do what's best for you should be important. Know your triggers and anticipate them, right? She says, know your triggers and anticipate them. Again, self-awareness. Being self-aware, conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. That is what self-awareness is. So yes, our body may be doing something when we're around people, when they say things or we're eating and having a good time and somebody says something, we're like, whoa, That doesn't feel good to me. Oh, well, that's a trigger. So knowing those, being self-aware of those, right? So a lot of internal work we must do. Again, Rachel says, be clear about what your needs are and communicate them. So again, going back to how to communicate, how to approach the situation, right? Those are all important. We must do that. And five, Her five is practicing saying no, okay? Saying no. Your limitations goes back to your limitations. Saying yes, yes, yes to everything is going to get you nowhere. Your time is important. Your self-care is important. Your mental health is important. Everything's important. Saying no is okay, Okay, can we put that on trend status? Say no. Like I'm stepping into my saying no error. <laughs> I'm stepping into that. Let's let's try that. And lastly, she says making a list of coping strategies. Yes, 
Coping strategies are important when we are trying to enforce healthy boundaries with our families during the holiday season, okay? Because how do we cope if somebody doesn't take it well? How do we cope if they take it the wrong way and that was not our intention and we did everything, you know, like we practiced? We have to learn how to cope well with that, okay? We're not trying to harm ourselves in the whole realm of things, but how do we cope? Unfortunately, some family members are just, boom, they've done something, there ain't no going back, I forgive you, but I can't forget, and it's a never going to get better. So then how do you cope with that loss? How do you grieve that? How do you mourn that? Because they're family. So making a list of how you're going to cope during the holiday season, throughout the year, wherever it may be, how are we going to cope with that? Make a list. Be intentional. Put it somewhere you can see it. Try something. Fallot it. Try something else. Coping strategies are meant to be adjusted and aren't always going to work for all everything, but it's okay. Just try something different. Whatever's going to bring you peace, do it. So those are some tips that you can do. Make them your own create them, stick by them. As we close out this year, 2023, if you've been on the setting healthy boundaries with your family, I'm ecstatic for you. If you haven't and you're afraid and you don't know how to do it, I encourage you to do it when it's safe to do it. Don't harm yourself. Don't harm things. Uh, Don't make yourself unsafe. Um, If you're okay and you're ready to take that step, then I encourage you to, um, to do it if you're safe, if it's safe for you to do that. And lastly, talking to somebody, scheduling an appointment with somebody that can help you work through those things that you've been holding in when it comes to certain families. Talk to somebody. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay, let them guide you. Let them help you. Um, you know, if that means, you know, your therapist is your hairdresser or your nail tech or, you know, your barista at the coffee shop, (laughs) whatever it is, whoever it is, if you're safe, talk about it, set up a plan and hopefully 2024, you're all about learning, enforcing and honoring your boundaries with your family. Remember, honoring your boundaries is an act of self-love and an act of self-care. So that's a wrap, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please like on and share on our Instagram page at We Ain't Done Yet. That's Instagram at We Ain't Done Yet. So I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has been listening throughout this year. I appreciate you. Um, You are so important to me and I look forward to what's to come in the future for We Ain't Done Yet. So excited to embark on another year, God willing, of embracing the unknown with courage and bravery. All right, you guys. So 
You already know. We'll see you next time because we ain't done yet. Thank <laughs> you.